Welcome to the Grok Eyes Podcast. My name is Justin Grok, and I'm here to talk some of the latest news and happenings going on within sports. I like to keep it light and hopefully mix in some pop culture if the chance comes about. To reach me on Twitter, follow me at jgrok to have a conversation or some banter. Thank you for allowing me to be a part of your entertainment. On this episode, I would like to present you with a preview of the 2020 Big Ten football season that is officially set to kick off on October 24th. Due to the pandemic with COVID-19, I will first cover why the Big Ten Conference initially decided to postpone the season until the winter of 2020 or the spring of 2021, only to now decide to give it a go in late October. Right after that, I will touch on some of the protocols in place that will ensure the safety of all players and staff while bringing up some potential ramifications if, you know what, hits the fan. Once we get past the formalities that are tied to this unique season, I'd like to talk about some of the players who I believe stand out in the Big Ten. These players either have earned All-American honors in the past, or are being considered as one this season, and or are likely to be playing with the pigskin on Sundays in the near future. Finally, I'll cover some matchups that I think will shape this season's version of Big Ten football and wrap up with a predicted champion. Let's lead off with some big boy stuff from the head honchos of the Big Ten. On August 11th, Big Ten Commissioner Kevin Warren mentioned that the decision to cancel the 2020 football season was based on science and the uncertainties involved with COVID-19, mostly due to inadequate testing strategies and contact tracing presented at the time. During my tenure here at the Big Ten, we'll always put the mental and physical health and safety and wellness of our student-athletes at the center. And uh, when you look at this decision, uh, it just we just believe collectively there's too much uncertainty at this point in time. Uh, in in our country and to to really to encourage our student athletes to participate in fall sports. There was also the scare regarding myocarditis, a condition with the heart muscle where it underwent inflammation due to infections from recovered players. Penn State Director of Athletic Medicine Dr. Wayne Sebastianelli mentioned in early September that 30 to 35 percent of the cardiac MRI scans conducted on Big Ten athletes who had tested positive for COVID-19 appeared to show signs of myocarditis. University of Washington and Seattle Seahawks team physician Jonathan Dresner made an appearance on CNN and talked about the presence of myocarditis. Now we're learning uh, that some young athletes who have mild infections or even no symptoms are developing inflammation of the heart muscle that's called myocarditis. Myocarditis has been around for a long time. There's other viruses that do it, but we're, we're, we're hearing about it and worried that this uh, causes uh, a higher risk uh, from COVID-19 compared to other viruses. Myocarditis can lead to uh, scar tissue within the heart muscle. Um, that scar tissue can be a focus for an arrhythmia or even sudden cardiac arrest. And so it's raised a lot of caution flags. We still have a lot to learn on this, um, but we're certainly concerned. Due to this discovery, the Big Ten and the Pac-12 had decided to make their decision regarding having a 2020 season be put on hold. However, Penn State Health Department spokesperson Scott Gilbert went on to clarify that Sebastianelli's numbers were referencing an older report. Gilbert also went on to say that at the time there were no issues of myocarditis in current student-athletes who recovered from COVID-19. Back in August, Big Ten presidents and chancellors voted 11-3 to postpone the originally scheduled fall football season. According to ESPN's Adam Rittenberg, on August 19th, Big Ten Commissioner Kevin Warren said the league received assurances that were overwhelmingly in support from the league's Council of Presidents to cancel the season. Presidents representing Nebraska, Ohio State, and Iowa were the only three schools to vote nay. At least 60% of the league's 14 teams are needed to approve decisions. There has been outside pressure placed on the Big Ten Conference to resume its football season. 
season. Baltimore Ravens head coach John Harbaugh, brother of Michigan Wolverines head coach Jim Harbaugh, has made his voice heard by saying, free the Big Ten. With that, I'll throw a little controversy out there. You know, I, I, um, I'm, I'm on, this is my position. I, I say free the Big Ten, you know, free the Big Ten. Let's go. Let's go play some football. Let's get Michigan and Ohio State and all those great teams playing some football out there. Uh, Michigan had zero positive tests in August. They're doing a great job with their protocols, and those guys want to play. And, and for anybody that wants to opt out, they can. They can. Their families should have that choice, just like the Southeast Conference gave the players and families in the Southeast Conference that choice, and most of them, as you know, decided to play as a family. So I think the Big Ten players and families should have that same choice. So I'm on record. There you go. You got it. Free the Big Ten. Fast forward to September 15th, the Big Ten announced that the full season was going to be a go starting October 24th with medical protocols instated by its subcommittee. The vote to approve the start of the season was unanimous. The approval was supported with information from the Big Ten Return to Competition Task Force, which is a working group that was established by the Council of Presidents and Chancellors along with Commissioner Kevin Warren. There will be eight straight weeks of in-conference games with no fans in attendance. Now with football back, let's briefly comb over some of the expectations set by the brass in the Big Ten. With enhanced cardiac screenings, daily antigen testing, and data-driven research, team physicians are hopeful to identify someone as positive before they are contagious. This will help make better decisions regarding all aspects of competition, whether it be practice or game day, since all test results will be reported before each day's activities. Michigan Wolverines head coach Jim Harbaugh shares his thoughts on the dedication to preparation that players must have in order to stay healthy due to the Big Ten athletes being required to miss at least 21 days if found to be positive of COVID-19. Our guys have done a really good job in that, and, and they got to continue. they got to continue to stay dil- diligent. I mean, an eight-game season, uh, out 21 days, uh, you know, that would be, that'd be really that'd – be, that'd be a lot – that would be at least three games or more. So uh, definitely want them to – Stay positive, test negative, and and get ready to play like a Wolverine. Stay positive and test negative. I like that. It's always good to be positively sure of that. We're not just sure. We're HIV positive. (laughs) Let's keep it moving. Those who test positive will undergo strict cardiac screening via university-specified cardiologist before returning. In addition, the cardiac registry that will be in use will also become an area to study the effects of COVID-19 in athletes. All 14 Big Ten schools will have access to the registry for examination of the effects that COVID-19 had on positive athletes. Each school will have an appointed chief infection officer to oversee the collection and reporting of test data to help bring future decisions to fruition. I think it's important we got the heavy stuff out of the way regarding the regulations for player safety so that we can head into actually talking about some individual players. Now I would like to get into some of the action discussing who I think will be the top performers. If you feel that I should have included someone, feel free to reach out to me on Twitter so I can hear from you while hopefully explaining myself. I can only mention so many here. Here are those I highlighted in the Big Ten since these guys may end up playing on Sundays. Justin Fields, quarterback, Ohio State. The former Georgia Bulldog transfer finished last season with 51 total touchdowns, 41 were through the air, and 10 were on the ground. Justin Fields finished third in the Heisman Trophy voting, with LSU's Joe Burrow taking the honors and Oklahoma quarterback Jalen Hurts finishing runner-up. Fields is expected to be contending with Clemson quarterback Trevor Lawrence as the two favorites to win the 2020 Heisman Trophy and become the potential number one overall pick in the 2021 NFL Draft. Fields and the Buckeyes lost to Lawrence and the Tigers 29-23 in the Fiesta Bowl in last year's college football semifinals. Pat Freermuth, tight end, Penn State. 
After reports surfaced that Pat Freermuth was intending to opt out of the 2020 season to prepare for the NFL draft, it looks like he will be sticking around after all. Yeah, so obviously there's some reports out there about me uh, opting out, but I never opted out. Um, I don't know where those reports came from, um, but I stayed consistent. I trusted Coach Franklin that he was going to get the job done, and I'm just excited to play football again uh, for Penn State, and I can't wait to for the season. With teammate and linebacker Mika Parsons doing so, many thought that last season's All-American Freermuth would do the same. Freermuth is currently tied for the all-time Penn State record for touchdowns by a tight end with 15 total in just two seasons. Last season, he caught 43 passes for 507 yards and 7 touchdowns. He had a monster two-week span versus Michigan State and Minnesota in late October, early November, with 161 total receiving yards and 3 touchdowns. Freermuth is expected to be a first-round pick in the upcoming 2021 NFL Draft if he chooses to declare as a junior. Tanner Morgan, quarterback, Minnesota. The junior gopher signal caller led the Big Ten Conference in passing yards per game last season with just over 250 yards. Tanner Morgan tossed 30 touchdowns to only 7 interceptions and broke 10 single-season Minnesota records while throwing for over 3,000 yards. All five of his big uglies along the offensive line returned so there should be plenty of protection for him if all five men can stay healthy. As a starter, Morgan is 15-4. Watch for head coach P.J. Fleck and the Gophers to get double-digit wins again this season. Rondale Moore, wide receiver, Purdue. Rondale Moore was limited to only four games last season due to a hamstring injury. However, as a freshman in 2018, he led the Big Ten Conference with 1,258 receiving yards on 114 receptions and was tied for the league lead catching 12 touchdowns. Moore became the very first consensus freshman All-American in Big Ten history. In 2018, he won the Paul Horning Award, which is given to those recognized as a high-level performer in college football. This accolade has also been awarded to current New York Giants, Saquon Barkley, and Jabril Peppers, in addition to to the Carolina Panthers' Christian McCaffrey and Cleveland Browns' Odell Beckham Jr. As great as some of the individual talent is, it's a team sport in the end, and I want to discuss some key matchups involving some of the top flight teams in the conference. Here are some of the biggest games that will occur during conference play. I think they will shape the landscape of 2020's Big Ten. I'm focused on teams that are considered to be the cream of the crop within the league and potentially a national landscape even. Let me know your thoughts on Twitter about the mentioned games, or if you think I missed one. Ohio State at Penn State, October 31st, Week 2. The two best teams in the Big Ten get it on very early this year. Penn State is coming off an 11-2 season with one of their losses being against Ohio State. Buckeyes quarterback Justin Fields was kept in check with under 200 yards passing and fumbled three times, losing two of them. Penn State boasts the best running back in the conference with Journey Brown and the nation's best tight end, Pat Fearmuth. The winner of this game will likely represent the Eastern Division in the Big Ten Conference game. Michigan at Ohio State, December 12th, Week 8. The game. I mean, do I need to say more? Could this be the year Jim Harbaugh and Michigan knock off Ohio State? Jim Harbaugh is 47-18 and 18 in five seasons with the Wolverines, which is very respectable. However, it's not good enough when you're 0-5 against your biggest rival in Ohio State. Ohio State has beaten Michigan with a combined score of 118-66 to 66 over the last two seasons. Michigan has lost nine straight games while playing at the shoe. Perhaps the difference maker this year will be that, hey, there'll be no fans in attendance. Nah, I'm not that naive. Minnesota at Wisconsin, November 28th, Week 6. 
Wisconsin is the heavy favorite to win the Big Ten West. However, I think Minnesota can give them a run for their money with the combination of Tanner Morgan and Rondale Moore. Minnesota beat Wisconsin in 2018, ending a 14-game winning streak to claim Paul Bunyan's axe, the trophy that is awarded to the winner of this annual game. Wisconsin won last season 38-17 and played in the Big Ten Championship game. The Badgers have won 11 of the last 12 games while at home in this series. Wisconsin at Iowa, December 12th, Week 8. Iowa will be looking for the first home win of this series since 2008. Their last two games against Wisconsin ended in heartbreaking fashion with a last-minute touchdown in 2018 and a failed two-point conversion attempt last season. Regardless, it's still a tough game for Wisconsin to travel to and finish the regular season. Luckily for them, they won't have to deal with a loud Iowa crowd. Man, Wisconsin is getting a lot of breaks here. Michigan State at Michigan, October 31st, Week 2. Last season, Michigan dominated this game 44-10. Due to the odd season, Michigan State will travel to Ann Arbor once again in consecutive years for this one. Mel Tucker is in his first season as head coach for the Spartans after longtime head coach Mark D'Antonio is no longer with the team after 13 seasons. Michigan, however, has a new quarterback at the helm and potentially Joe Milton with Dylan McCaffrey transferring from the school. So I've named some of the players who I think are worthy to watch and named some key matchups that will have a lot of weight into how the Big Ten will swing this season. Let's get into predictions. Prediction? Yes, prediction. Pain. I say this to myself before every season. Can we just skip to the Big Ten championship game? Wisconsin is usually king in the West, sometimes challenged by Nebraska, but I think Minnesota will be doing that this year. Perhaps Minnesota makes a further jump forward with head coach P.J. Fleck and quarterback Tanner Morgan at the helm. I always sort of wish that Rutgers never let P.J. Fleck get away, but nothing you can do now. In the East, Ohio State is a consistent national powerhouse, and I think Justin Fields is going to have a huge year because of his maturation going into his junior season. It doesn't take a genius to predict an Ohio State versus Wisconsin Big Ten championship. Wisconsin has has long been uncontested in the West Division, but I think Ohio State wins the Big Ten in the championship game. I really want to thank you for making it this far. You can reach out to me on Twitter at jgrock to discuss this podcast's content or just create some banter with me. Let me know your thoughts about the Big Ten playing, the insane COVID protocols, or about the players or matchups I've previewed. How do you think the Big Ten will shape out? Keep an eye out regarding future podcasts where I go more in depth about where these players could potentially land when it comes time for the NFL draft. Take care of yourself in the meantime.